Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Let's praise the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God, you're good. Father, there's nowhere I would rather be this Sunday morning, standing in your presence, worshipping you. Why don't you turn to your neighbour, turn to a friend, meet somebody new perhaps, give them a cuddle, tell them they look amazing, they smell amazing. We're going to have some fun this morning. You guys can grab your seats. Champion, how are you, pal? Unreal. Thank you, guys. That was absolutely sensational. Michelle, your voice is just like an angel. Can we thank the team this morning, guys? What a brilliant job. Absolutely phenomenal. Wow. I've got to click my head back into preaching mode. I think we can do it. George, it is nice to see you and your beautiful mum here this morning and your two little kids. Can you guys just welcome my friend George this morning? Absolute champion. He's going to join our music team soon and bless us with worship. Who, who loved that worship this morning? Man, something happens when you, when you click into that position of front-footed worship, where this, this is what I want to do this morning, this is where I want to be, and you engage. And I tell you, when you engage with anything in life, when you... When you step into that place and engage, like I said, we shift atmospheres and things happen and it's awesome. But it's good to be here. We're, we're kind of, we're in our series, Connect, Grow, Serve, Lead. Uh, just talking about the, the journey in life within a church and, and kind of, I think we've got a, a little screen of that somewhere. And, and I want to talk this morning about growing in God. We need to grow. Isaiah 54, and I'll, I'll talk about this in a minute, says, enlarge the place of your tent. God's intention is that, that you would continue to grow, you'd continue to learn, that, that you'd get more uh, wisdom, that you'd get more of his spirit upon your life, that you'd become a bigger person. I want to be a big person. I want to be somebody that, that when people see me, they're happy to see me. And they feel like they, I'm not going to minimize their dreams. I'm not going to squash who they are, that I'm going to try and enhance who they are in life. And so we're going to talk about that. And I've got three easy points this morning, decision, connection, and application. Uh, but it's going to be fun. I was going to bring a, a, a joke this morning, but my jokes are never that good, so no, I was going to, and I thought, no, I've, no jokes. Who had a good week, though? I had a, I had a cracking week, and we, we had good weeks? Anybody have a bad week? It was like, yeah, mate, that one was no good. Your one wasn't too good, but, but we, we won't go there. Hey, every week is a good week. I'm breathing, I'm alive, I'm in the greatest place on the planet, and uh, God is for me. So, you know, the word says, if God is for us, who can be against us? So it's, it's a good day. And actually, a friend of mine says, every day above ground is a good one. So I just think we need to intentionalize joy in life. Intentionalize being happy. Because when I do, I see the good. But when I, when I look for the bad, I find bad. But when I look and I acknowledge the good in life, it's, I, everything is good. Life is good. And, and, and you know, we just kind of have to. So, so just relax. Stop stressing. Smile. Laugh. Just because you can you know, I, I just in traveling, I, I found myself in Padang. And you know what? I, I started appreciating even more what I have and where I live and who I'm surrounded by just by being in a city where people are oppressed and they're living in squalor and there's sewer running down the sides of streets. And, you know, we were staying in a, in a hotel that was beachfront. And it was like, it was like this city of destitution. It was the, the water, which should be crystal clear, pristine waters were, were muddied, murky water that you couldn't swim in. There was shanties, there was half-built houses, half-built buildings, and people were walking around 
carrying heaviness and weight and oppression. I was like, God, thank you. You know, A, we should be here doing something again, and that's my intention, but B, thank you for where I live. Thank you for what I have. Thank you for your goodness in my world. And at that point, I kind of stopped thinking about what I didn't have or what I couldn't afford or what I, you know, and I said, man, I have everything. Life is good. Life is sensational. So we, our default position in life as Christians should be happy. Do you realize that? If you have a default position, it should actually be happiness. Because one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. So if you're filled with the Spirit of God, you, you've just got joy percolating away on the inside of you. You're not even trying. It's just doing it itself. It's there all the time. So we push it down and we squash it a little bit and we push it to the side and we, we try and get worried. We try and get nervous. We try and allow anxieties to get upon us. But, but it's just doing its work on the inside of you. Joy is just sitting there. If you let it right now, you might even just start to feel it start moving away on the inside. That's our default position in life. I know I'm a little quirky, a little weird, but as, as a child of God, as a man or woman of God, your default position in any area, any circumstance should be joy. I, I'm filled with the Spirit of God. There's nothing that's, that's bigger than me. There's nothing that can overtake me or take me down or take me out because God is with me and for me. Amen? Fantastic. It says in Genesis 1.26, it says, this is God, the Godhead talking to themselves. It says, let us make man in our image, in the image of God. They made them, they created us. It says, now I've given you, I've, I've created you in my image, I've given you my spirit, and now I'm telling you, go and have dominion. You were created for dominion in life. You were created to grow into that, that position of dominion that, that God has for you, where you overcome and you're not overcome, where you overpower and you're not pushed back in life because you're created in the image of God. I love what it says in Psalm 34, starting in verse 8. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one that takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people. For those who fear him lack nothing. The young lions may grow weak and hungry, but those that seek the Lord will lack no good thing. You're made in the image of God to enjoy all the good things of God. He created this earth for our pleasure, for us to enjoy and have dominion over so I want to encourage you here today. Let that, let that be a thought that sinks down deep into your spirit this morning, that, that you carry the image of God in your life, and he's created good things for your world. Amen? Fantastic. All right, so uh, the title I kind of gave this is The Man in the Mirror, but it's also Growing in God, next step, for us to grow. We, we've got to grow. And in James 1, starting in verse 22, it says this. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. If anyone hears the word and is not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. He observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer also of the work, that one will be blessed in what he does. I love that. And in Proverbs 11, 3, it says, The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the unjust are destroyed by their duplicity. I've got a little paraphrase for this, and it's, it's more like the unjust don't live like they look. So, so we're Christians. We're called of God. We've asked Jesus Christ into our life. There's a way that we're to do life. There's a way, and it's, it's not what I say, but it's what I do that determines who I am. And, and I love that because it says the unjust destroyed by their duplicity. I say one thing, but I live another. I, I declare this, but I do that. So in other words, what I say is, is not actually what I look like. I look like something totally different, even though I say this. But, but Psalm 34 is saying that when you walk in God's ways, when you enjoy his law upon your life, that you will also enjoy the goodness that flows towards you. Amen? And I, I was saying before that 
every week we bring we bring a word that can change your life the word of god the bible says is is like a double-edged sword it's able to cut through through bone and marrow through to the spirit of the man it it can bring life the words that come bring life bring freedom bring deliverance but it's only when we do something with the word and we, we apply it to our lives that it actually takes root and grows and becomes a fruit in our lives I can hear things and do nothing with what I hear and I'll still be in the same position I find myself today next week and the week after, desiring breakthrough, desiring, uh, you know, a miracle, desiring God's touch upon my life. But if I don't do anything, the Bible says step out in your faith, press forward in faith, take a hold of those things that you're desiring by faith and then God will meet you uh, at that place. And I was sharing before about Isaiah 54, enlarge the place of your tent. I can't get bigger for you you have to get bigger for yourself. And I loved what Krista was saying before about, I've been a Christian for 20 years, but I've done a five-week course, and now every morning I'm getting up, I'm reading my word, and I'm praying. And I'm, and I'm seeing things, and I'm feeling things. She's enlarging the place of her tent by doing something with what she's learned. Justin's prepared a course, and he starts teaching that course, and she's, she's taken it in. She heard what was being taught, but then she did something with what she was taught. Amen? It's the same for each of us. We can enlarge, we can get bigger, we can, you know, I I find that blessing in life always follows my enlargement. When I create capacity and space for God, God fills that space. So I found breakthrough, I found miracles, I found provision came when I first did something. Now the word says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. We want God close, we want to be in, he says, draw near to me, take that step. Press out into me and you'll find that I'm closer than a brother. I, I, I won't leave you nor forsake. I'll be close and in proximity. Okay, so all of us are born little, right? There was no one here that was born an adult. No one <laughs> came out with a beard. Maybe George. Was, um, we're born little. We're all born little. We're, and babies are cute. Is there, is there a baby here? I won't come and take your baby off here. We don't know each other yet. Um, uh, we're, 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 babies are cute. But the funny thing is, they're cute. And if I did as an adult what you do as a kid, and you, you, you know, people chastise you and send you out of the room, but they burp, they poop, they scream, they do all these things. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, they're going to poo. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. <laughs> Babies, they're small, but we love them. We, we can't stop kissing them. We can't, you know, what do babies do? Eat, sleep, eat, sleep, poop, eat, sleep, get kissed, eat, sleep. And we do everything for them, and we love them, but when they, you know, and if they want anything, they just cry, they just scream. If a kid wants anything, they just scream. In fact, in, toddlers do this. No, Zachary still does this. If he wants something, it doesn't matter where, he just screams. Mom, Dad, and you run to them, and you do. But I'm 41 today, and it would be a little, oh, it would be a little weird for me to still expect my mum or others to do for me what they used to do for me when I was a baby. feed me, I'm hungry. Pick me up. Clean me, I've made a mess. Carry me, my legs are tired. It would be weird. There there comes a point where as an adult or a maturing individual where I have to start doing things for myself, where I have to start uh, exercising my God-given abilities and doing for myself what used to be done for me. And if I never matured, if I never grew up, I wouldn't actually enjoy what I get to enjoy today as an intelligent, articulate adult that can comprehend and understand what's going on around me. I get to enjoy my environment. See, kids, they go wherever you go. 
wherever you place them, that's what they do. Whether they want to go to the chemist, they want to go to the doctors, they want to go to the movies, wherever you take them, that's where they go. But as, as a Christian, as a spiritual being, the Bible says that we're born again. When we ask Jesus Christ, that we become born again. So it's the same as in the physical, in the spiritual, we're born as a spiritual infant. We, we're born as a baby and we're fed and we're cleaned and we're carried and we're, we, we, we have things, um, you know, people put up with our, our little bits of dysfunction and our little quirky ways. But there comes a point, even as a, as a man or woman of God, where I have to make the decision, I'm going to grow in God. I'm going to learn what I need to learn. I'm going to apply the truth of the Word of God to my life. I'm going to grow and become what I'm not right now so I can enjoy all that God has for me. Amen? You know, it, it says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, it says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And this isn't, you know, necessarily popular to preach. And, you know, we want, we want faith. We want miracles. We want breakthrough. We want the power of God. We want what God can do for us. Uh, but the longer I do this life as a Christian, the more I realize that God can only do for me what I first do for myself. God, when, when I create that platform, where I lay that foundation, where I step out in Him, that's where God meets me. And that's where I find His, His hand of power and deliverance for my life. In Ephesians 4, it says this, it says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers to the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come together in unity and faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth, in love may grow up in all things in him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint uh, supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body and the edifying of itself in love. It's imperative in life that we grow and mature as Christians. And, and whether you've been a Christian for a week or you've been a Christian your entire life, I want to encourage you again today, continue growing in God. Don't let yourself get stale and stagnant and caught back in, you know, I, I want to I know. The Word of God, it, 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 the Bible says, is, is the promises of God. And it says that the promises of God are yes and amen for our life. So that in the Word of God, I have what I need when I need it, but I have to know it. I have to know what the promises of God for my life are. I have to know that when He says that, that my grace is sufficient for it, I need to know that. I, you know, where it says that you are the head and not the tail, you're above and not beneath. I have to know that. So what I have to do is I have to go into the scriptures and I have to dig down deep. I got to read and devour and consume the word of God so that I can know and understand what, what the, and the context of, of what I'm reading so that I can apply it to my life. And it's great to be born, but it's better to grow. I don't want to be walking around now wearing a diaper. I don't want to be, be subject to everybody else's intention for my life, carrying me here and carrying me there. I, I want to be able to use the brain that I've been given uh, to enjoy the life that I've been blessed with. Amen? You know, and um, God made us in His image, but then He forms us in His likeness. So, so we were created in the image of God, but then as we allow ourselves to learn uh, and get educated and walk in God's ways, then, then I'm filled with and I become more of His likeness. In Hebrews 6, it says, it says, let's stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding, 
surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds, placing our faith in God. We don't need further instruction about baptisms and the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. Uh, and so God willing, we will move forward to further understanding, move forward. There's something uh, in God's nature where he wants us to move forward. It says in Hebrews 10, we're not of those that shrink back, but of those that press forward. Unto, the devil wants to push you back in life. He wants you to force you back into a corner. He wants you to, to pull back from opportunities and uh, for stepping out or for doing something. We've a dream been placed in our heart or our spirit. And, and he wants to go, you can't do that. You'll never make that. You'll never get through that. Just, just pull back and get comfortably uncomfortable in a circumstance you find yourself in. You know, you've got it okay. But God says, I, I want to give you exceeding abundance. I, I, wanna, I want dreams to be exceeded. I, wa I want dreams to come true in your life. And we need to keep pressing forward, crying out to God. I love what the Bible says. It says that in Christ, there's fullness of joy. In him, there's freedom. In him, there's peace. In him, there's guidance, there's blessing, there's deliverance. But we never, we never experience those things in an in a infantile spiritual state. I have to grow. I, and the thing about growth is, sometimes it hurts. Zach will come up to us or Ella will come up and say, my leg's hurting. It's just the muscles in my legs are hurting. And she's just, she's just growing. She's just stretching out and develop. And so you have to do something. You have to stretch out. You have to loosen those muscles up. And it's the same with us. That sometimes in our, in our Christian walk, we, we've got to do something. We've got to stretch out. We've got to press in. We've got to commit. We have to go, you know what? I'm committing to the, the journey of growth for my life. Amen? You know, I, I went to Bible college. I went to night college for two years, and I went to Bible college also because uh, I wanted to grow. I thought, you know, if I've made this decision to step into Christ, to become a, a Christian and, and have that as the, the declaration of my, I am a Christian, I am a Christ follower, I believe in Jesus. I thought, you know what, I want to know what I can about the Word of God, about the things of God. And, and, and the Bible just came alive. Before they were, they were historical stories. Now I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of it. Now I'm experiencing, and I'm standing there with the, with the disciples, and now I'm walking along the, the Lake Galilee with Jesus, and I'm seeing in my mind the miracles that are taking place. And then in doing so, something came alive on the inside of me, so, where, where I'm like, wow, I want to I see miracles. See, God's placed on the inside of each of us anointings and giftings and specialities, and, and you know, some were called to be apostles, some called to be prophets, some to be teachers, some to be pastors. There are things on the inside of us that only surface when we grow. They only surface when we press in and we push forward. And uh, so I was just thinking this morning about three stages of growth in God. Does anybody want me to bring those for you? Three stages of growth in God. And the first one's decision. I've got to make a decision, firstly, to have Jesus Christ in my life, but secondly, that I want to know more of Him. I want to know more about Him. I want to know more of what He has for me. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, giving us the ministry of reconciliation, that, it, that is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not holding us accountable uh, for trespasses, and he's committed the, to the word of reconciliation. Now then we're ambassadors for Christ. I can't be a, an ambassador for someone that I don't know about. I, if I'm going to be an ambassador for a country, for a state, for a a company or a, or a, um, a charity or something like I need to know what I'm talking about. I need to, we, the Bible says that with all things, your past doesn't determine your future. Where you've been isn't going to stop you getting where God wants you to be. 
The old things have gone. Behold, all things are new. You're a new creation. You're not labeled by the words that have been spoken. You're not labeled by what's happened to you. You're not labeled by, by where you've been or what you've done. The Bible says that, that in Jesus Christ, it's all things are new. Those things have been washed away. We're walking a new path in Him, and His grace is sufficient for us. Amen? So we can, we can press forward in God. So we first have to make the decision to walk with God and then accept Him as our Lord and Savior. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that we've got to get to a point in our growth in God, in our spiritual walk, where He goes from being just uh, uh, Savior to Lord. Because if I'm always just crying out, needing saving, because I'm always going back to my old ways, I have to shift something in my way of thinking and in my, my habitual practices. So it goes, no, you're Lord. And as Lord of my life, I'll walk in your ways. Psalm 1 says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the wicked or sits in the way of sinners or stands in the way of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. On his law, he meditates day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by streams of living water that yields its fruit in whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does, whatever you do will prosper when you walk in God's ways. And we think that the, 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 the law of God is heavy and binding and restrictive and constrict, but it's not. It's liberate. There is freedom. There's freedom in Christ. There's freedom in walking because decisions have been made for me. And I make a lot of decisions in life. And if I don't have to make a decision, I'm all right with that. I don't want to make more decisions than I have to. And the cool thing about being a Christian is it just, it tells us how to live. And, you know, it says the, the way of the righteous winds upwards, bright, shining brighter to a, a brand new day. That there is, there is goodness in God for you. In store, you don't have to make decisions. You can just walk straight and true according to the word of God. And everything you do will prosper. I love that. I want to prosper in life. I want to be blessed in life. And the cool thing is, if I just walk looking at Jesus, I can be. Amen? Fantastic. So I guess the first thing is, have I made the, the decision? And the second thing is, have I stayed in my decision? And it's a good question to ask ourselves. You know, have I made a decision that makes Jesus Christ Lord of my life? Have I made him number one in my world? Some of you might be years ago. Of course I did. I can remember it was 17th of January, 1974. My second question is, have you stayed in that decision? Is he still number one? Is he still Lord of your life, not just Savior in a time of trouble? Is he still there as that, that priority in your world above everything else? That's really cool. It says in Romans 10, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. It's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. I love that. That's awesome. And uh, from that point, from the decision of, yes, Jesus Christ is Lord of my life, is the second thing is we need to intentionalize connection. Connection with God, connection with his people, and connection with his house. I love what Chris is saying, because for me, that's just a strengthening of a life, where she's reading her word, she's coming to church, loving church, she's reading her word, she's praying, and God's speaking to her. And the funny thing is, when, when you see God get on someone, it's like they come alive, and they're, and they're, they're bright, and they're open, and they're up, and you can, you can just see God on people. The world is trying to get on people every day. They're trying to evangelize people. The, the devil is trying to get on people, and you, you walk around, you see people that are, are down, and depressed, and oppressed, and and hating life and hating everything around it's because something's on them i want to encourage you to press into god it says in thessalonians it says rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of god for you in christ rejoice always pray pray have a god consciousness at all times and give thanks because god is with you and for you 
and doing this journey with you. You know, in John 15, it says, I'm the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it'll bear more fruit. It's not always easy being a Christian. It's not always easy walking this. See, I'm telling you before, if you do, you'll be blessed. But that doesn't mean that it's necessarily easy. But we're strong and we're robust and we're part of the army of God. So we can take it. Can I tell you, you're going to take hits in the kingdom, but you're going to take hits in the world as well. That, that you're either going to do, take the hits with God or you're going to take the hits without God and you're going to have to do and, and deal with the consequences of whatever you face in your own strength or in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you, stay connected. Because even when it feels like you're being pruned back, even when you feel like things are being cut off, I had dreams, I had desires, and I thought I was nearly there, and then it feels like I've, I've been cut back a little. God is preparing. Who knows that, you know, I think the saying is, thank God you don't, um, you didn't get what you deserved you got what how does that the saying go god didn't give you what you you wanted he gave you what you deserved it was an awesome saying it's fantastic i'll, I'll bring it next week with a joke but there's a saying that you know thank god we don't always get what we want that what he actually has for us is far better than what we want what my right is what i desire there's a scripture in proverbs that says the there is a way that seems right to man but in its end is death now, I've convinced myself it's right, and I've convinced myself I need that Ferrari, and I need that, you know, house in, in Italy, and I need these things, but it's, it, it, will, it will cripple me. It will kill me financially if I step out. You know, sometimes God leads us on a path that we don't necessarily want to walk on to bring us to a place that will be the ultimate blessing for our lives. There are, there are times where I'm like, thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, I didn't walk down that path. Thank you, Lord, I didn't walk down that path. Thank you, Lord, you shut that door that was before me. I, you know, because that would have cursed my life, but I'm now standing in blessing because you went before me to wait, make a way where I didn't know there would be a way. We grow and develop by staying connected to, to the vine, to God, uh, and to others through fellowship. Can I encourage you? We've got house parties this afternoon. Get into a house party. Get into a connect group. Just get yourself connected with other people that can support you in life, can support you when you're walking through. I'm not always going to know when you're walking through something, but your house party or your, your connect leaders, they, they will know, and they'll be praying for you, and they'll be walking alongside you, and they'll be a blessing to your life. I found that the toughest times in life that, that I've had to get through when I had a brother-in-law that died of a drug overdose five months after marrying my sister, and she'd fallen pregnant the night before. So I have my sister ringing me every day telling me how she's going to kill herself I, you know because she was just so distraught and so desperate and thank god she didn't do it uh the only thing that got me through was my friends that would text me every day call me every day tell me i'm praying for you i'm standing with you don't do this alone you can get through this we can get somebody that would send a, a bunch of flowers somebody that would send whatever it was the the community the bible says the iron sharpens iron so we grow and develop when we stay connected as a as a community of believers and, and when we connect ourselves to the house. My, my belief is there is a place for every single one of us to serve in the house of God. And that you will find fulfillment and contentment. Whether it's coming and setting up chairs, whether it's singing on the team, whether it's greeting at the gate, whatever. whatever there is a place for you to serve in the house of God where you will find content, contentment and fulfillment. Amen? It says uh, Psalm tw uh, 92. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will be fresh and flourishing. I love that. 
It doesn't matter about your age, it's what you're connected to. And if you're connected and planted in the house of God, you'll be fresh and flourishing all the days of your life. I want to be fresh and flourishing. I don't want to be dead and withering. I don't want to be whatever. I I want to be fresh and flourishing and just, you you know what I mean? I I love it when I come around somebody and they're full of life and they're full of joy. I, I just had a week surfing in Indonesia and I've never laughed so much in my entire life. The, the nine guys that went, they're crazy, absolutely crazy, but they, they are full of life and they're fun. And it was just, it was magnificent. And I found myself at the end of it, I should be physically drained, but I was just on top of the world. And it was more of the input of brother to brother, just hanging out with each other and laughing and enjoying life than anything else. And I just, I felt like I came alive. That's what we can do for each other. When we connect ourselves relationally and then also in the house of God, we can come alive you know when we disconnect we slowly die you know having a a knowledge of of promises but no connection to it therefore i live in this state of frustration because i know what i could have but because of lack of connection i can't access it you know it's like you can see there should be wi-fi here and there's no wi-fi and i can't get on and i can't it's our connection that keeps us in that place where there's a flow in our lives amen third thing is this is application We've got to do something, as I said before, with what we know. I want to encourage you, step out. When God speaks to you, when the Word of God speaks to you, when you, when you learn, step out into the, the knowledge that you have. Step out into the revelation or the wisdom that God pours out for your life so that you can experience it. I used to, I used to go around saying, God, if you'll use me, I'll be used. If you'll use me, I'll be used. Because I'd, I'd seen these documentaries and these old VHS tapes of, of healing ministries that would pray for people and they'd get healed. And so that was my prayer. God, if you'll use me, I'll be used. God, if you'll use me, I'll be used. So I'd read books and I'd read the Bible and I looked at Jesus walking along and touching a coffin and a dead boy raises to life and somebody coming up to him with leprosy and, and he went and he spoke to the leprosy and, and, and it left. And I remember being in a cafe one day and somebody saying, oh, I've got a headache. And God said, pray for him. I said, hey, no, no, somebody else will pray for him. And he said to me, you told me if I'd use you, you'll be used. I went, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. He goes, no, no, you said if, if I'd use you, you'd be used. So I'm having this argument with God. I just went, oh, okay. I, I went over and I, I put my hand on the show. I said, can I pray for you? Prayed for him. The headache left instantly. The headache didn't leave in the knowing that God did miracles. The headache left when I stepped out and prayed for the person. See, some of you, that you've got a prophetic word sitting on the inside of you. you. You've heard from God and God speaks a prophetic word and points somebody out to you. But they're not going to enter into their breakthrough or the prophetic word's not going to flow until you open your mouth, until you step out and do something with what you know. I wonder how many miracles, how many breakthroughs, how many you know, moments of provision are laying dormant on the inside of churches all over the world because somebody hasn't stepped out, somebody hasn't got bold enough to step up and say, can I do this? Can I? And it's not about our personality type. It's all about Jesus. If he asks you to do something, he will back you with all of heaven as you step out to do it. So, so when I open my mouth at times, I, I go and preach at a whole lot of different places, I start getting words of knowledge for people. The word of knowledge in and of itself holds no power. The power is when I release that word in faith, knowing that God has given it to me, that people start to get touched. And I'm sure I've shared this, this story here once before, maybe the band can come. But I remember being in Ballina, and um, the... the in Ballina, in, on the north, mid-north coast, 
and I'm, I'm there to preach at a church. And when I get to a church, I usually stand up and I greet the pastor and I say how amazing the worship team was and, hey, isn't it great? All the most beautiful people in Ballina are here this morning. Much like my wife did. And, um, no, no, she meant it. I usually just say it. She means it. And, uh, and God said to me, he got, I got a word of knowledge. He said, there's somebody here with a chemical imbalance in your brain, in their brain. They've tried to commit suicide twice this month. Get them to come forward. I'm going to heal them. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to greet the pastor, and I'm going to say how nice the people are. I'm going to say the most beautiful people in Ballina here. This is awesome. God said, do it. So again, I'm having this argument with God. So I stood up behind the pulpit, and before I said any other word, I, I just repeated exactly what God had spoken to me. There's somebody here with a chemical imbalance in your brain. You've tried to commit suicide twice this month. Come forward. God's going to heal you. And a man in the back row stood up, walked forward holding his wrists like this, and both wrists were bandaged because the night before, for the second time that month, he'd tried to slit his wrists. There wasn't power in me receiving the word. There was power in me releasing the word. When I applied by faith what God had given to me, something happened. There's something sitting on the inside of all of you, every single one of you here this morning, that in faith you can release to God, that you can step out into. And can I encourage you, the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as lions. I've, I've, I've shared it before, but I'm reluctant to speak. I would rather sit down in a corner and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone. At school, I didn't go to classes because I knew I had to do an English speech or something. I just went and played basketball. I just, I, I, to me, it was like a useless thing that just to stand up in front. But God said, that's what I want you to do. That's what I've called you to do. We can get beyond ourselves and grow and see the kingdom expanded when we, when we learn, connect, and then apply what God has had for our lives. Amen? Joshua says this, and they're going to finish. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to it from the right or to the left. That you may be, then you will be successful whatever you do. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. In God, we're never going to stop growing. And we're never going to stop going. He's always going to be calling us forward. So I want to encourage you. I could be that pastor that just stands up and says, the blessing of the Lord is all upon you and, and God's good. And he is. But I want, to, I want to be the pastor that pushes you a little bit. Perhaps goads you a little bit to get bigger in him. Because you, I, I tell you, 10 years time from now, you don't want to just know that God is a God that blesses. You want to have walked through the blessing of God. Stormy days that are going to come. Every day is a good day, but stormy days will come. You want to have that ballast in your soul, that strength in your spirit. Well, when those tough times come, you, you've stepped out in the things of God. You know of God's goodness. You've walked through His provision. You've walked into His breakthrough. And you know if it's happened, then it can happen again. Because the Bible says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I do not change. Why don't we stand to our feet? I'd love to pray a blessing over you here this morning. Let's keep growing, church. For us to achieve all that God has for us as a church in this community, we've got to get bigger bigger numerically but bigger spiritually also each of us doing what we can and i would love to if you can play instruments i'd love you to join the team if you've got a heart just to serve and, and help with the team that is setting up and pack i'd love you to do that so together we're all playing a part in the life of this church so we can grow and develop and be the blessing that god's called us to be amen why don't we just close our eyes lift our hands father i thank you for your word thank you that it will come alive in us today father i pray 
that you would bless every person standing before me, that not only would they enter into freedom, but they would also grow in you. That we would have a heart, Lord God, that is not just to experience a touch on a Sunday, but it would be to hold on to the truth of your word so that we can go out and be that bright, shining light from our communities. Bless every single person standing before me today, Lord. Bless them. Bless them, bless them. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Everybody said, come on, let's give God another hand clap this morning. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.